Jesus said he wanted his, his church. And by the way, this is his church. He wanted his church to be a house of prayer. What a beautiful thing to know that this is the house of the Lord, a place where prayer matters. And on that O Holy Night, isn't it great that today, while we feel like we're living in oppression and while we're feeling in, like we live in a season where God is not uh, speaking into this world, it, it is good to know that he came in the middle of that messed up world, but he's still here in this messed up world. That Jesus came not to be here and leave for a season, because I think it's, it's super important for us to remember that we do feel weary this Christmas. I don't know anybody that's not dealing with some type of struggle or tragedy. Or uh, Just yesterday, I fielded about seven or eight phone calls from people who, whose loved ones are right on the edge of death or died. And I know that's part of my job, but it's just it's overwhelming at times to think in the middle of when the world gets into this frantic pace of Christmas that it's time to stop and remember the simplicity found in Christ, that, that somehow, some way, we made this season into something it was never intended to be. Now, don't get me wrong, I love it all. I mean, I've been singing Christmas since the middle of October, so I, mean, I, I love it all. But in the middle of 2020, a year that truly is like a green bean casserole missing the mushroom soup, I mean, it's just a weird season. But, you know, it's okay to have those feelings where I'm struggling to find holiday joy. I've heard that from people over and over again where people are saying, but I don't even know if we can meet together because I'm worried about my grandparents and their health or my parents and their help. And, I mean, we got folks that are, that are mad because you still meet with masks. Then you got people who uh, are, are, are mad because we meet person. And it's just like whatever you do, people are mad or angry about something. But here's what I want you to hear that that. We don't have to have it all together or even feel particularly festive to feel the thrill of joy and the hope of the Savior's birth. But there ought to be something in there that causes us to rejoice. We don't use that word a lot except at Christmas, but you wonder, there, there's nothing like a weary world that needs something to rejoice in. The line from that song, a weary world rejoices, is surrounded by this. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. When I was in uh, Mexico in the Yucatan Peninsula this past week at night, because they, I, mean, I mean, there's not much electricity to begin with, but it's all shut down at night, and there is like it's like a blanket of stars outside. You know, when you go buy those lights that are not in strings, but they're in nets, so you can lay them over your your uh, your, your, your shrubbery, and it's 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 like a bazillion of those nets that you can see across the sky, and you just think how awesome it must have been on that first Christmas night where God kind of must have reached over and grabbed one star and like with his fingertips brought it over Bethlehem and then almost like an iPad took it and expanded it out and it just got as bright as could be because the son of the living God had left the portals of heaven and was coming here. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appears and the soul felt its worth. That line, his soul felt its worth. Remember this, that the recognition when, when the angel came and says to the shepherds, don't fear, but you know they were scared to death. I mean, it's, remember that this angel that showed up is, this is not a fluffy little cherub, right? 
I mean, remember a couple of weeks ago, I mean, if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was not the tooth fairy, but an angel, then this is the kind of angel that showed up. It's like, don't be afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like, we think the angel said, oh, don't be afraid, right? That's not how it went down. Like, I'm, I am so sure this angel who was a bad boy with a sword and like the light and all the stuff going on, like, don't be afraid, you know? And they're like, now you're scaring me, right? I mean, till he appears and the soul felt his worth. Can you imagine? They were the lowest rung of humanity at the time in a season where people knew that they owned other people, odds were good that these shepherds were tending sheep that belonged to somebody that owned them, and they, they had zero self-worth. They stunk. They hadn't bathed in a couple of months, probably. They'd been out there hanging out with dumb, smelly sheep. It would have been warm because they were out in the fields. They weren't having to get them inside, and, and there they were out in the middle of that, and all of a sudden, their soul felt the worth that God had come and said to them, I'm bringing my son to you. And the soul felt worth. I don't know if there's anybody watching online or anybody in the room that looked in the mirror this morning and you doubt your self-worth. God came from the portals and beauty of heaven where everything was perfect to enter into this sin-filled world where nothing was perfect as a baby, as an innocent baby, because when a baby steps into the room, everything changes. I mean, think of the innocence of the baby that comes to Bethlehem, because when you talk to a baby, like even men don't talk to baby like, so. I mean, you know, I mean, it's the difference in how women and men acknowledge other people in cars while you ride down the road. Have y'all ever noticed, like, most women, when they see somebody they know or think they know in a car, they do this. And most men do this. I mean, y'all know I'm right, isn't it? But, I mean, there was no looking around and going, hmm, how about that? I mean, it was like, yes, because my soul had worth. I mean, I want you to, I want, I want you to know today that Jesus came because your soul has worth to him. What your soul matters to him. Everything about you matters to him. When the Bible talks about how he knows and counts the numbers of hair on your head, or for some of you guys, the lack thereof, then what we know is this, that God came because your soul matters. A thrill of hope came because the weary world can rejoice. In this pandemic 2020, your soul matters, and this weary world can find a reason to rejoice. God looked upon this world with a broken heart and knew that we were a weary world and needed something to celebrate. God looked upon this messed up world and said, I know you need reason, so I want you to know that in the middle of all the things and expectations you're trying to meet, you're trying to make sure that in your neighborhood that you're lit the properly way and your tree is perfect and your kids are happy and your parents are happy and your grandparents are happy and your grandchildren are happy and everything is working out just right. But in the middle of that, you're frustrated, freaked out, overwhelmed, too much going on, and you're just thinking, could I just get past this year? A world that was in sin and error, pining, needed Jesus just like this one does. But we needed a savior that could identify with our humanity and we with him. 
Because you see, the birth of Jesus brought about a new and glorious day. Remember the song? A new and glorious morn, something to look forward to, to move on. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to move from 2020 to 2021. I'm ready to get beyond. But can I just say, if you can't leave your past behind and chase after Jesus in 2021, you're just going to repeat it again. There's got to be something that you leave behind and something that you chase after. And Jesus came so that we'd have something to chase after and a way that we could leave our sin where we're pining with him and leave it behind as well. So Jesus came that we could have all of that. The story's been told that of this song, Oh Holy Night, that a French soldier started singing this in World War I in his trench that Belgium and, and, and British soldiers started joining him in the song and then Germans on the other side started joining him in the song and before long they were playing soccer in the middle of what had been no man's land where bullets were flying. It was the power of what happens when a baby comes into the room. Back to those men and the women and how you wave and how you nod. With a baby, it's totally different because even with men, when a baby's in a room, you start talking like, oh, how are you? This is so good. We all do that, don't we? You know, there's nothing more innocent than a baby. Nothing's more, nothing's more peaceful than a baby that's at sleep. Nothing smells like baby breath unless they've just puked up formula. <laughs> Nothing's like it, right? Like if you're a grandparent and you have an infant, You know, it's like the perfect deal of baby. Here, we're done. But here's the question I've got for you today. What do you rejoice in? Like right now, I mean, what is it for you to rejoice in? At the tail end of an isolating and divisive year, what does it look like for your weary world to rejoice I mean, it's no secret that our modern Christmas is full of worldly pleasures. I mean, we tend to get so focused on gifts and cookies and lights and trees that we lose sight of why we're really celebrating. And on a year like this, when we need desperately, uh, we have a need for joy. Christmas festivities can almost feel like just some welcome relief from boredom of pandemic. Let me ask you a second question. Not, Not just what do you rejoice in, but what makes you happy? What is it that truly makes you happy? Like honest goodness makes you happy. It's it's worth asking the question. I mean, I, I think most preachers like me grew up hearing the phrase, God called you to be holy, not to be happy. And and while that may be a theologically accurate statement, it's the dumbest statement I've ever heard in my life. Because should you choose a righteous way to live, happiness follows. God desires your heart to be whole and to be happy. God desires, what is it that makes you happy? I mean, beyond watching Elf or White Christmas. Although you've got to admit, it's funny when the taxi hits him. I mean, come on, that's funny stuff. You know, uh, like when he tries to get on the escalator and he does. I watched a family in Mexico coming back the other day try to do the same thing. Clearly, they had not been in a big airport. And literally, I thought I was going to see an Elf moment where they did a stretch out the legs all the way. You know, finally, I think we just started bumping into them, pushing them forward. But it hit me on the happiness sense. What is it that gives you a sense of awe? First question, what is it that you, what, what, what is it that you, you, what do you rejoice at? What is it that truly makes you happy? What is it that gives you a sense of awe? Maybe it's a sunset on a beach. Maybe it's the first snowfall on a mountain. Maybe it's a good book on the front porch. I had this sense of awe the other day in Mexico when those little kids got 
got those gifts. Just get this in mind, 300 plus gifts and six men wrapped them. It was the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life because all six of us had this idea of wrapping. Done, right? I kept saying, if Beth ever saw this, she'd kill me. If Jenny ever sees this, I mean, she may leave me. But just, just to be clear, Ron Mikulski was the worst. I have never seen a human rap that poorly. But I will say he drew on, on many of those for those little kids. Felice Navidad. He had his heart in it. But you know what I was in awe in? That every one of those kids lined up by age and gender and got those, and they didn't start ripping them apart. They took them all and came back and sat together. Well, one, because they'd never seen a rap present before. I mean, literally, they'd never seen a wrapped present before. Secondly, they, they never had received a Christmas present. So they lit, we had to literally teach them that this was a gift for them, and they had to open it. They thought the wrap was the present. I was in awe when I watched that. The birth of our Savior surpasses every feeling. But that's where Jesus came in. Out of heaven, where God said, God the Father said to God the Son, it's time. And God the Son said, okay. And somehow broke all those rules, was born of a virgin, a precious baby, laid in a feed trough in a cave in Bethlehem, and grew to be a young man that would teach in the temple and then grow to heal and teach and change the world forever and then die for the sins of the world, be buried, and three days later rose from the dead that we might have life eternal. And hung around here about 40 days and is now sitting beside the right hand of the Father praying for you right now. That's something that I'm in awe about. Romans 6, 23, though, tells us why God the Father sent God the Son. It says that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus our Lord. So in other words, what we have earned, the wages of us being sinful, means that we deserve to die without heaven. We deserve to die separated from God. We deserve to live our life apart from God. And you say, well, where does that come from? Well, in Genesis chapter 3, we read the story of where Adam and Eve allowed sin to enter the world. And every day since then, and every child born since then, was born into a nature of sin. So like already today, I mean, I've sinned multiple times. I drive from Norcross on Peachtree Industrial all the way to Sugar Hill, which means I have the Norcross Police Department, the Duluth Police Department, I have the Swanee Police Department, and I have the Gwinnett County Police Department, all who are ready to stop me willingly and lovingly. <laughs> I say that because I, have, I am speaking from the truth and wisdom of having been stopped by all four entities. Bless the Lord. But God the Father said, I want me and these people to be right. Even though they're not perfect than I am, I want us to be right. So he sent Jesus so that we could be right. The gift that came to us in the form of God's own son, born to Mary, a virgin, in the humblest of spots, Jesus would go on to live a perfect, sinless life. He didn't remain a baby, and we shouldn't always just celebrate him a baby. I mean, I mean truly, Ricky Bobby was wrong. You, you don't just stay and pray to baby Jesus. He grew up to be the savior of the world. 
That's the story of Christmas. The spoken hope of O Holy Night, because of this incarnation, this miraculous birth, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is for a world weary of pandemic, weary of injustice, weary of political upheaval and earthly disasters. He came that we could take a breath just to breathe and to know he has got this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Meaning, all the mess in the world that you are fighting over and and fretting over and worrying over and completely maxed out about, he's saying, leave it with me. My Christmas gift to you is that you can take all that garbage and you can leave it with me and then you can go on and live because I've come that you might rejoice. It's not a word that we use much, but there it is. It's it's to sense peace. It's to find joy. It's to know happiness. It is to express awe and wonder. The single greatest way to do that is to celebrate Jesus. Now watch this. When Jesus left this world and went to sit by the right hand of the Father praying for you, he left all those that trust him a gift. The greatest Christmas gift, yes, was that Jesus came. Right behind that was the gift of the Spirit of God that believers have living within us. And that Spirit of God wants you to turn him loose so that you can experience the joy and the passion of being able to celebrate in awe and wonder and know that if you're weary, you can choose to rejoice. As if the miracle of Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection wasn't enough, we can also rejoice because we serve a God that totally gets it. A God who came here and could fully identify with us, fully human, yet remain fully God so that we could identify with his humanity and we could worship his deity. And you say, well, how in the world did that happen? I have no idea because it breaks every rule. But here's the beauty of what it means to me and you in 2020. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 says, so then since we have a great high priest, by the way, when you hear that term, it is, it, you could read it by saying, so then since we have Jesus who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. So the question is, what do you believe? Do you believe Jesus truly as God left heaven, came to this earth for you, died, shed his blood to forgive forgiveness of our sin, was buried in a borrowed tomb, but three days later arose from the dead, pushed the rock out of the way, proclaimed his presence to more than 400 people physically over 40 days, left to sit by the Father and the right hand in the heavenlies and is praying for you and left for you the Spirit of God to live within you. Let us hold firmly to what we believe. That's what I believe. I trust and pray that's what you believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. That's why he came as a baby. That's why he grew as a human, that he could understand our weaknesses. For he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. If we are in Christ, we can approach God with great confidence. What a holy night. A night filled with people like me and you, long laying in sin and error pining till he appears and our soul can feel its worth. Oh, what a thrill of hope this weary world can rejoice. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. So fall on your knees and hear the angel voices. 
when Christ was born for you, that you might have life and abundance of joy here on this earth and life eternally with heaven and God at his throne. That's the reason to rejoice in a weary world. O night divine indeed. Let's pray. God, we sure recognize what a weird world we live in. God, there's, there are times when we just wonder, just like, what in the world are you doing allowing some of this stuff to happen? God, I'm grateful you're in charge and we're not. God, I want to thank you that you came from heaven into this world, into this messy world. And you came that we might have life. We could fall on our knees. We could be in awe of you. So, Lord, there are folks watching online right now, and there are people in this room right now that would say, Jesus, I, I need you. I, I, I need that gift of your spirit, and I need your presence in my life. And you say, well, how do I get that? And the answer is you just call on the name of the Lord. And you say, well, Chuck, that's preacher talk. I have no idea what that means. Well, what it means is, Jesus, would you forgive me of my sin? Thank you for dying for me and raising from the dead for me. And thank you for creating a home in heaven because I'm believing in you right now. God, I want to, I want to turn my life around. I want to live for you. My way isn't working out so well. I want to be in wonder and awe of you because you came and my soul is worthy to you. Friend, if that's your prayer right now, man, you're as sure for heaven as if you were already there. And God himself smiles at you and says, that's my boy, that's my girl. Lord, we praise you and thank you in this season for this wondrous, wondrous birth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's stand. Join us in this chorus. We'll go in a minute. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of a dear Savior's birth. Yeah, that's pretty.
thank you all for being with us today. I also have a couple gifts I want to let you have. You know, uh, there's something special about this church. I can't put my finger on it, but what I know of it is just what a sweet group of people it is. If you're visiting or hanging out with us and you're new, man, we just tell you thank you. It just means so much that y'all would come out and hang out with us. Uh, there's a bazillion churches in Gwinnett County, and you, you came here, so thank you. It just means so much. We have these Christmas and Sugar Hill sweatshirts and long sleeve T-shirts, and honestly, uh, let me just be brutally honest, we're using them to raise some money for the end of the year. All right, so uh, the COVID police tell me that I'm supposed to tell you to go out those doors, but in natural fashion, let me bro- break the COVID police rules and tell go that way and turn left and go to the store and buy one of these shirts. They're pretty cool. Yeah, so... Um, this is an extra large. This is extra large. I think they run true to size. That guy right there looks like he could wear an extra large. You wear an extra large? Yeah, you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's really good. If you want to choose to give us some money, that'd be awesome. <laughs> There's a camera up behind me. They, they caught you. And so it's like, bam. You know, we only do that at special times of the year. And then this one, this one's a large. Is there anybody around here that could wear a large? I mean, sir, do you wear a large? Do you? Well, I'm not going to give it to you. Um, I'm kidding. I really am. Would you like one of these? Have you already bought one of these? Shame of you. Okay. So you can buy that one if you choose. Uh, but would y'all go buy those silly shirts? Because really, if we don't, it's, they're hard to sell Christmas Sugar Hill shirts at Easter. You know what I mean? So listen, when you leave today, leave knowing that this Jesus that came will go before you and make a way, and he'll make your crooked path straight. Man, he's good at that. He's shown up for me this week and done stuff that I just can't even explain. Let him go within you and bring a peace and joy, fulfillment and contentment. This is my favorite part, because he is always good, and you are always loved. And when it gets really funky in your world, Let him come around behind you and pick you up and carry you, not around the problem, but right through the middle of it. And set you down on your two feet victoriously and wipe away your tears and kiss you on the forehead and wrap you up with his big, strong arms so you can see him face to face and hear him say, my child, say it with me, I love you. God bless you. Go in peace. Buy those shirts. I'm going to sell them until Easter if you don't buy them now. We're just going to take a magic marker tape and put Easter in Sugar Hill. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. 